Good morning. Good to be with all of you today. And and uh, I know usually I read a scripture and then I pray, but this morning I'm going to pray and then we're all going to read scripture. <laughs> so let's pray. Holy and gracious God, we thank you for this morning and this time to be able to come together and to hear your word. But we pray this morning, especially, Lord, that you would open our hearts and our minds, that you would open our mouths and our ears to be able to hear, hear the praise that comes from our lips and hear the word that comes from you this day. So gracious Lord, will you then take these words of mine, turning them from water into wine? Because we know that you will take even the simplest thing and do miracles with them. So do that again here in our midst this day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so our scripture this morning comes from Psalm 95. Are you ready? Let's read it together as it will be on the screen. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's a little different, isn't it? Whenever we actually speak the words out loud, we can read scripture, that can be part of our daily lives, but sometimes it's actually speaking the words out loud that can make a difference, that can make a difference in how we receive them, how we understand them. And when we read words like that, that remind us of all that God has done, of how we are just one little part of his creation, I don't know about you, but for me, it just causes this feeling of awe, right? It, it, just, it just helps me to see again just how grand and how great and how mighty our God is. And it just lends, it just makes it a little easier, a little, a little freer to be able to acknowledge just how good God is. I had a, a, a kid over at the 8.30 service this morning before it even started said, who made God? <laughs> yeah, God is. God was. God always will be. That's the amazing thing about God, that God is the one who created, not the one who was created. How awesome then it is to be able to come to worship our God, to honor God, to praise God, to praise God. You know that word hallelujah? It means 
give praise to God. It means praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't that easy? Well, is it easier? I don't know. It's just kind of fun. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To be able to say hallelujah. Praise to God. And that is what our worship should always be. So this morning, I want to encourage us to to make worship, make worship so central and important for us. You know, sometimes I know it can feel like worship is a is a bit challenging, or maybe maybe we're we're not sure if we're really doing things right. Do you ever feel that way? Am I am I getting enough? Am I getting out of this? What am I putting into it? What is worship? Well, I want you to hear that it's a really simple. It really is a lot simpler than we tend to make it. And I want to try to help illustrate that a little too. But for us this morning, I just want you to think about how simple it is to say words like, I love you and thank you. Right? Those are pretty simple. I love you and thank you. When I was little, before I even went to school, I would get to spend most of my time with my mom's parents, my Glitter Grand and Pops. And so Glitter Grand would watch me most days. And during Lent, I remember clear as anything for several years in a row how they would we would, we would get in the car, Gran and I would get in the car, and we would go pick up Grandpa at work, and then we would drive to a local church in town for their Lenten services and their Lenten lunch. And every time we would go in, you know, it wasn't my normal church, so I couldn't just count five pews back because that's where we always sat. So we would go in and find a pew, right, find a seat. And then it never failed, we would sit down and all of a sudden, my grandpa would just start, start messing with his arm and say, oh, something is not right. I just, maybe, I don't know, the muscle or something, Ty, can, could you just, what, do you feel something? Is something wrong with my arm? It just doesn't feel right. And every single time I would reach over and I'd start to, to hold on to his arm and feel a little, and all of a sudden, a surprise would appear. Now, I'm sorry, this is just what we called them. It would be an armpit surprise. <laughs> they were clean, but <laughs> it was always something small <laughs> that would be able to be concealed right there under his arm. And as soon as I started to see if there was something wrong or different, this surprise would appear on the seat next to me. And it would always be something that could keep my little three-year-old hands busy and quiet, (laughs) entertained in awe. But every time I would look up at my giant grandpa and he would look down at me with such love in his eyes and I would say thank you and be so full of excitement and gratitude. Now, I still feel that way every time I see some of them. Uh, I have a little teapot or teacup collection, and I'm going to show you a couple of these. Now, those saucers are the size of a quarter. 
And each week, well, four of week of those weeks, anyways, this these were some of my surprises. But I still can think of those, and I can read the words that say, I like you, to a wonderful friend thinking of you. When this you see, remember me. And it's almost as if I am sitting in that church, on that pew, next to my giant grandpa, knowing how much he loves me and offering back to him that face full of joy, that heart full of delight, that simple thank you that means so much. And that is how I want you to think of our worship. When we come to God, when we find our way, when we make plans and preparations, when we gather ourselves to be able to, to come to worship or, or find our, ourselves all set up to be able to engage in our, in our worship, when we come together, we're coming to the one who has shown us such great love, who, is remi who reminds us of all that has been created, of all that we possess, of all that's been given to us. And, and just as he has given to us, we are able to come together saying, God, I love you. Thank you. Now, that's not the only thing that I remember as I sat there as a child. Those were the very first memories, not only of, of receiving that kind of love and being able to give that kind of, of gratitude in return, but also of how a community comes together. Coming together to worship, coming together to collectively say, I love you, God. Thank you, God. Coming together to be a community. They knew each other. It didn't matter that, that it was a different church when we went because we still knew each other. We were in this community together and everybody would come. Everybody would come and, and we would collectively offer prayers and songs. We would collectively bring our prayers of confession. We would offer together our, our gifts and our tithes. We would, we would sing, we would eat together. We knew one another. And the beautiful gift of being a part of the family of God and coming to times of worship is that, that we're actually intentionally doing that. Now, yes, it does take some, some effort and really actually knowing one another, especially these days, as we're not necessarily all living just right here within a mile radius, right? We need to get to know one another and spend time together, but know that every time we come together in worship, we're uniting our hearts in prayer. We're uniting our voices in song. And so coming together in worship is so vitally important for us as we walk this life of faith. But you know, another thing that is just as important that, that is also not only a corporate thing, but a way that we are able to worship God individually is through prayer. 
prayer, again, some people are going to be like, well, prayer is way too hard. There's a lot that, that's involved with that, and I don't know that I can do it. Please don't ever ask me to pray in public or in a small group even. I don't want to do it. I might not even want to pray at the dinner table. <laughs> Depends on who's there. <laughs> but listen, prayer is really just as simple as saying thank you, offering our thanks, do you know that there's not just been one, but there's been several studies on gratitude and the significance gratitude plays in our lives? When we say thank you, especially to God, a few times in a day, when we say thank you, there are studies showing that there are benefits to our emotional health, to our psychological health. There are benefits in our sleep. We sleep better, right? We're less depressed. There are even studies that show when we engage in regular gratitude, our literal heart health improves. Our actual heart, the organ, the health of our body improves when we engage in regular offers of gratitude. What, what it would happen if we just a couple times a day just offer to thank you? Offer to thank you. Maybe you're one that likes to journal and you want to write something down or maybe, maybe just the simple prayer, right? Just a simple prayer. What if, what if you gave thanks five times in a day? Oh, I know, five, that feels like a lot. <laughs> but what if every morning before you got up, you said, thank you, God, for this day? What if then at each meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner? Okay, that's not too bad, right? Thanking God for the food, thanking God for your family, thanking God for your community. And then as you lay your head down at night, one more thank you. Just, that's a little doable, right? I mean, five simple times. Sometimes that you're already, you know, being aware of waking up, being aware of what you have in front of you, being aware as we close our eyes at night. What if we just said thank you? Just those few times, because <laughs> Scripture says that that we're to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, giving thanks in all circumstances. It also says that we're not to be anxious, but in everything by prayer and petition, presenting our requests with thanksgiving. It's when we continue to offer ourselves to God. It's when we're giving thanks, showing our appreciation. God's going to give us some peace. I mean... We, we see these studies are showing it. They're not even religious studies, right? <laughs> right? They're just, they're showing us though what God's word tells us that when we offer our gratitude to God, our lives are better for it and we receive peace that comes from our God. 
So as we start our journey through Lent and on this walk, as we begin to to make just simple little steps, just a little step here, a little step there, closer to God and allowing ourselves to engage maybe in some of these practices. Let's, Let's be challenged this week, in the coming weeks. What if for the next several weeks, we committed to coming together, coming together as the body of Christ to worship each week? We could, we could probably do that, right? I mean, next six, six or seven weeks, right? We can do that. Six weeks of Lent that get us to Easter. What if we committed to try to do that? And then we also took some time each day to say a simple thank you. A simple thank you that might just even improve our heart health, <laughs> but helps to bring peace even deeper into our lives. And, and we want to help make it easy for you. So, so we have a couple things in the back on the table, and, and we've got them over in the main sanctuary too at the welcome desk. So if you're not able to be here now or grab one, you can come by anytime and get them. We've got a little key tag, you know, like your Giant Eagle Advantage card or whatever. There's so many of those these days. Put this one on top. Next time you go looking for your Giant Eagle card, you're going to be reminded. It has on the back our five essential practices. Or maybe one of these, take a window cling. That's what this is. It's a window cling. It'll, it's just one of those static ones. You can put it on a window, on a mirror at your house. Maybe even some refrigerators would probably let that stick to it. Find a place. Find a place to be reminded. To be reminded that, that this, is, this is what we're making efforts towards. And then if you didn't grab one of the, the bulletins, go ahead and do that too. Because right here, Right here on the inside, it's a great little reminder. You can stick it next to your bed even. There's a psalm written out. Maybe pray Psalm 100 when you wake up every morning. Remember to pray at meals. Here's a a little prayer to be able to offer as you go to sleep. And if that weren't enough, we also have daily emails. Daily emails and and daily um, notifications. Do you have the church app? The church app, if you have it, you've already gotten your daily, your daily devotion for today. It's right there under the walk. There it is, March 6th. Just a simple little devotion to remind us, to keep help keep us focused. We, don't worry, we have some printed out too. If you don't want the daily one on your email or on your, on your phone, you can grab the week. It's already been printed out for you. And of course, we want you to be part of a small group. Because this life is important. Yes, these practices are important, but it's so much better when we can do it together to be able to talk about, to be able to share. So we're really looking forward to having that time together with one another. But today, let's focus. Let's be reminded. It's just as simple as saying I love you and thank you.